Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, let's throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Another Sunday, folks. We're doing it again. B.I.G. 527-2012 on this beautiful Memorial Day. And this is how we do a B.I.G. on the KIRP Radio Show. Definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody out there who's listening worldwide, making us the number one black conservative show online in the southeast of the United States with over 3.8 million listeners out there. And, uh, you know, we up another 100,000, man. I'm brushing my shoulders off. Feel good. We feel good about ourselves on this side. Definitely got to give a shout-out to my man, Ella Tom, Ella Thomas. How you doing, Mr. Thomas? You doing good? I'm doing well. Pleasure. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, man. Absolutely good to hear from you. Didn't didn't have my phone this week. I, I, got, a, I got a long story, brother. 
a very long story to talk about with this phone, and I, I don't. It's, it's crazy, man. I, I have so many phone issues. I've lost so many phones in, in the course of my lifetime, and I don't know. But I, you know, I'll get into that later. But shout out to all the veterans out there, man. I, I want to take this minute to give a shout out to all the veterans out there. Show love to all the vets, all the people who are now currently in the military um, that served in the past. You know, people that are going to the military and, and people that are still active. Um, you know, I definitely want to give a B.I.G. shout-out to them on this Memorial Day. Um, it's a beautiful thing that we can celebrate our troops, but I, I personally don't think that we we uh, we give the credit to the troops or, or to our military service um, that we should give. I don't, I don't think we give the proper credit to them, but I'm taking this minute to, to show them nothing but love. And anytime I see somebody out there dressed in the military, dress blues or or their uniform, you know, their, their field uniform or what may have you, even even with a T-shirt on, you know, I'm, I'm shouting them out. And, you know, a lot of times I just ask, you know, hey, hey, you know, did you serve the country or are you currently serving or are you in the military or what may have you? So, I, you know, I always like to show some love to the military folks out there, man. So shout out to everybody out there on this beautiful Memorial Day. And it is a beautiful day, man. Uh, so El, how, how did you how did you serve your day? I mean, how did you uh, enjoy your day, serve your day? What's wrong with me? Well, first and foremost, I had to give um, glory to God for allowing me to have been one of the individuals who proudly um, trained for the protection of this great um, nation in which we live. Thank you, sir. I uh, also went to church and just read, um, called individuals who are who I know who are fellow Marines who are inactive as well as active, and just let them know, you know what, um, I appreciate you guys, and I'm sure that everyone else appreciates you. And you said something very on point. Some people don't give us the... The kudos that we that we deserve. <clears throat> However, there's a there's a large population who do, and for those individuals, I want to say thank you very much for your prayers. Thank you for continuing to um, f- keep our troops in prayers as well as commending them because they have a tough job. It's a tough job. So um, for all those individuals who are actually are happy to receive their freedom, you know what? Continue to keep fighting the good fight. That's all I can say. No doubt, man. So definitely a B.I.G. shout-out to you and a B.I.G. shout-out to all the military individuals out there, all the USAF members out there, man. B.I.G. shout-out to you all because, you know, nobody, this, this is the great – you know what, man? This is the greatest nation in the world. I, I, it seems like people forgot that. You know what I mean? It's right. like, you know, we we look at the news and, and, you know, in some of the circles that we're involved in and some of the people that we talk to, um, it, it seems like, I mean, there are a lot of people out here fighting for America to remain the freest and, and the most uh, uh, beautiful, you know what I mean, the most appreciated nation, the most powerful nation, if you will, uh, in the world. There are a lot of people out here fighting for that and fighting for those freedoms that we have, you know, the, to try to keep those in place, uh, including us. But, um, you know, it, it turns so political. You know what I mean? And, it's, and for a lot of people, it's so black and white. I'm, I'm, thank God I'm not one of those individuals where, you know, I can't see things for what, for how they really are. You know, where I have to totally agree with one party or the next, or you know, you know, I just, we just got to get away from that. You know what I mean? Because truly, the things that this nation needs to succeed is going to take some balance on both sides, and probably more standing in the middle ground. Yeah, you know, if you will, but. You know, it seems like people forgot that America is the greatest place in the world to live. I hear a lot of people say about how one day they're going to leave America and, you know, how they wish they didn't live here. 
And then you you know what, Ella, man, I, to to some of those people, with all due respect to them, because everybody is entitled to their opinion, but to some of these people, I don't think show me a passport. <laughs> Show me your passport because I I don't think you've seen the world like I've seen it. I don't think you've seen some other countries out here. I don't think you've seen some of these poor third world countries. I, I could just tell you take take a trip down to Mexico. It's not going to cost you much. You can jump in your car and take a trip uh-huh. down to Mexico and see how some of these other nations, you know, just south of the border, which only divides us by uh, in in some parts, uh, just a step across of a line. Go down there and see how Mexico is and see how it is to to uh you know, to stay down there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You'd be surprised. Uh, one of my most humbling experiences took place when I was doing some undergrad study in Cuernavaca, Mexico, the university down there, and we were out in the city, and one thing I could appreciate is that some young kids who were selling chiclets, not the pack of chiclets, you know, that bubble gum, but... Singles. Chiclets, yeah. Yeah. Chiclets um, for money for their parents, and I thought it was crazy. And, I'm, and I thought about the family that I help raise who feel like they're entitled to something just because they exist. No, you're not entitled to something just because you exist. You still have to work for something. There's this eight-year-old young man or young kid who ran this Mexican restaurant because he ran it. Talk about financially, how he handled the, um, the individuals who came to the restaurant to eat. And he was so memorable. I was like, can I take you home to show you these other people who always claim how hard it is out here? And this gentleman is eight years old, sacrificing education, yeah, sacrificing yeah. his ability to actually even grow and prosper and develop. And yet, here we are. Um, I think this is a blessing that we are in America. I think individuals who say they want to leave the United States of America have not truly, truly got a chance to travel and see things that you and I have had the chance to see, Pudgy. Amen on that, brother. And, you know, with all that said, shout out to everybody out there who has traveled abound to do, that does some missionary work. I know a lot of people out there that travel nearly far to do missionary work, man, and I just want to give a shout out to them because that's huge that you can leave your home and go travel somewhere else to help somebody else. So, you know, be yeah. a shout out to all you missionaries out there, man. That is a huge job. And uh, we actually need we need you to continue to do that work. You know, everybody has a certain kind of job that they need to do, man. And I, and I definitely commend those folks who can go overseas and, you know, go to other countries and, and build houses. Or, or even within this country, you know, even people that do missionary work within the country that go out, that, you know, help spread the gospel. But, but more, more importantly, lend a helping hand and show people that, hey, you know what, despite our differences or, or whatever we believe, I am still here to help you, and, and somebody does love you. So shout out to all those missionaries out there, man, and all the people that put other folks before their own selves. You know, I, I just definitely want to give a B.I.G. shout out to them. Um, on this evening, folks, we got a special show. We got a soldier coming through. I call it the Soldier. We got Lauren Vesto coming through. She's a soldier. She's a reserve, and uh, she's also a nurse, and uh, she's a psychiatric professional. Okay, in the healthcare field. She's a professional in the, in the psychiatric uh, uh, portion of the healthcare field, and she's going to come explain to us uh, a little bit more about psych evaluations and the psych hospitals and, and you know, those those type of things, man, because I, I think 
it, it's for, in large part, I think it's misunderstood. You know, when you start talking about psychiatric anything, people get offended. They don't want to hear it. They're scared. They're they're embarrassed or, or what may have you. So I think we need some clarity on that. And I'm glad that Valerie could come through and, and express that with it, express that with us. Excuse me. So Ellen, in the second half of the show, you guys are going to chop it up, man. And I'll be here. I'm the engineer for the night, by the way. So after this first hour, when we get done with this, we'll go on to Valerie. But first, we got Sarah from Stretching Your Budget coming through. StretchingYourBudget.com coming through to drop some knowledge on us on this Memorial Day. So we got to go to a commercial, folks, and we will be right back. Shout out to everybody who's listening to the show from Hampton, Newport News, Duke University, USC, Car- I'm sorry, USC, East Carolina, Asheville. Man, the list is long. I'm going to read it off when we come back here in just a second. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559. We're talking about soldiers, Memorial Day. We're talking South with Valerie Vesta coming up in the next hour. I got my man Ella Thomas from the L Experience on the line with us right now, hosting the show. But I'm his co-host for the day. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're on Facebook, that's facebook.com backslash. KIRP Radio Show. You can also find us on Twitter at symbol KIRP Radio Show. Or you can hit me up on Twitter if you got a beef with me, like a lot of people do. I speak my mind. It is what it is. At symbol KNC Pudgy. That's where you can find me at. 619-638-8559. And don't forget, folks, we are on iTunes, baby. And the iTunes is blowing up like boom. iTunes backslash podcast KIRP Radio Show in three words. KIRP Radio and show. That's where you can find us on iTunes for all you Apple iPhone users out there. I don't mean to get nobody a business drop. You're rocking with the number one black conservative show in Southeastern United States, 3.8 million and counting. We'll be right back with Triad Super Savers, Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com in a flash. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. 
I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times. I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around, and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Well, I have love for all the military. I want to say 
Hoorah for all the Marines out there. That's how we deal with it, Charlotte. I'm not sure if you know that, but as Marines, that's our call when we see another Marine with their hoorah. I'm sure you've heard that quite a few times in your past, haven't you? Yes, I have heard that. So you were in the Marines? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Okay. Once how long always, were you once in? Once the Marines always What's, what's that? That's true. I said, how long were you in? I was in for three and a half years. Um, I was going to go to OTS, okay. but I decided to take care of my baby brother. So that's the reason why I didn't continue on for a, a long time was because of him. And he needed my, he needed me more than the United States did at that particular time. <laughs> well, that, you know, sometimes family comes first, so you have to do what you have to do. Indeed, indeed. Um, Charlotte, I've been searching your website, um, stretchingyourbudget.com, and I think this is fabulous. So tell me, how did you start this particular program that you have going on? Um, I started the well, the website just basically because, um, you know, I was sharing, like, on Facebook or with my friends deals that I would find at the store, and they all were asking me how I did it and how I was able to, you know, spend so little. And um, with so many people starting to ask, it was kind of becoming overwhelming. So, you know, I just started um, just a little blog. Um, so I just kind of would type up my little deals and that kind of thing, and it just kind of kept rolling into that every single day, and then it just become this big thing. Um, so then I just decided to be, you know, have my own self-hosted website, and so that's what I decided to do the summer of last year. So it's been about a year since we've been on our own domain. So it just that's just kind of how it happens. It's just people asking, and I needed somewhere to put it, and so it just kind of snowballed into full-time. Well, that's outstanding. So let's say this. How 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 large is your family? My family? Uh, we have a family of five. Family five? Okay. So on an average, how much would you say you save a month? Um, because I think what has happened, I myself try to keep hunting, and I don't think I have the capacity to actually be that disciplined, if you will. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'd be interested to hear how much you save on an average per month for a family of five. Um. Well, I wouldn't really say save. I'll tell you how much I spend because savings could vary, you know, per area. But um, Mm -hmm. so for a family of five, we usually spend on average $25 to $30 a week. So that's $30, $60, $90, $120 a month. So that's how much we spend for a family of five. Okay. Before you start doing your couponing um, and your business for the coupons, will you spending a, a considerable amount more than that? Do what now? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. When you were, before you started couponing, were you spending a lot more than a roughly $120 a month? Oh, yes. Before that, um, we were spending probably $800 a month in groceries. We would wow. go every wow. week. We would go to, We would go to the bulk, you know, stores like Sam's, Costco, that kind of thing, and get stuff, and then we'd be going to the grocery store, and then we'd still eat out. So, yeah, we were spending a lot more money, definitely. Wow. So what you been investing all that extra money in? Um. Well, you know, if you, I don't know if you've listened to me talk much on the show, but you'll hear me speak a lot about, um, you know, getting out of debt and, and Dave Ramsey, and we're kind of doing that whole kind of debt snowball thing. So we've been working on paying off all of our debt, and we're – Probably we will probably be debt free by the end of this year completely. 
that's what we've been putting our extra money towards is becoming debt free. Well, listen, listen to that, everyone. Just to think, uh, by couponing, you just so can put together an extra plan to get out of debt. I, I myself, mm-hmm. I think I need to go to that route because I have student loans. Let me tell you, Charlotte, they're not my friend right now. Oh, I can. I know. <laughs> I have many <laughs> friends that are not liking their student loans right now. Yeah. Yes, it's a They can so become you like very cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you have right now to um, share with the folks that are listening, Ms. Charlotte? Well, I don't have a ton this week just because it is the holiday, so I didn't put much work into it because I'm kind of vacationing myself. But um, I know, you know, last week Fudgy had said there was a lot of newcomers, so. I was just going to go over some of the basic, you know, couponing tips. So, um, you know, there's people that are just starting out, you know, maybe they can pick up a few tips from me tonight. So. Sounds good. I might be the handy as well, so go, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, there um, are four main goals that I've kind of come up with with couponing because a lot of times people ask me, you know, how do I get started? What do I need to do? Um, so, you know, I've just kind of come up with four easy little steps. At least I think they're easy. Some people might not think they're easy. But um, you can um, find this on our website if you kind of want to follow along or if you're a paper person, you can listen along. But you can go to stretchingyourbudget.com and then click on the Beginners tab, and then you're going to scroll down to the Getting Started tab, and you're going to click on that, and that's where we're at. Um, so four main goals. The first one that is the most important goal is to buy an item that is on sale and you're once you start couponing you'll learn that items will fluctuate on a sale price. But your goal um with couponing is to find the lowest possible price on the items that you typically use. So um learning the lowest price is your, your number one priority. And then you're gonna use a coupon with that lowest priced item. So um, my little equation is to, that that will equal really cheap or free. We like free. You'll hear me talk a lot about free. I get a lot of things for free. There's um, certain things that I just will not pay for. Those things are like toothpaste, toothbrushes, um, shampoos. You know, there's a lot of household personal care products that I will not pay for. The only thing I will pay is tax. Um, so if you're thinking that sounds really crazy and you've never bought anything like that for free, then join on the coupon train because you will learn that those are things that you can always get for free. Um, so that's your first little equation is learning how to get the lowest possible price on the item and then using a coupon with that um, to get your um, lowest out-of-pocket price. The next thing that you're going to want to do is to build your stockpile. And I'm actually working online. I moved it recently to a larger location in our house because it was beginning too big. Um, a lot of people think that this is called hoarding, um, and this um, looks like it could be. But once you start your stockpile, you'll understand why it needs to be the way that it is. Um, I'm certainly not telling you to be one of those extreme couponing people that put stuff in their showers and in their bathroom and you can't even live in your house because that's unrealistic and that's not what we're trying to do with this. Um, You're just going to want to create a realistic stockpile that you can, um, basically your goal is to shop out of your home. So, you know, I have everything from spices to canned goods to 
cereal, chips, whatever it could be I have in my stockpile. That way, whenever I need it, I just go and basically shop out of my own kitchen, I guess you could say, or my own grocery store. So that's your goal. Um, The reason for that is so that you're not having to go to the grocery store and pay full price when you need the items. You've already got it because you paid free or hardly anything for it. So that's kind of the rationale for that. Um, The next thing is stick to a budget. When you're starting out couponing, and those of you that have dabbled in this a little bit or or, are pros at it, you'll know that saving can become kind of addicting, and you'll want to just keep going because you're like, oh, my gosh, I got this for so cheap. I can't believe this, and you just want to keep buying. And then you end up spending more than you should have or you were before, and you're blowing your budget out the water. And you're going to be like, I'm not really saving any money. So you you really want to stick with the budget. The easiest thing for that I tell people to do is do it old school and use cash. So with cash, you know you're only going in the store with, say, $50. You can't go over it. That's all you took in. That's all you can spend. That keeps you to... Um, you know, your budget and kind of hold you accountable. So um, the easiest way for, for me and everybody that I've taught is to stick to the budget by using cash. So super important. Last goal really quick is to be organized. If you're not organized, you will fail at couponing. I can tell you that I have gotten lazy many times in my couponing <laughs> career and I've let my coupons go, and I haven't clipped them, and they've just piled up. And, you know, they either expire, so I've wasted my money, or I end up having to clip several weeks at a time and file those away, and it takes me hours. And it's so frustrating. Um, and it's just super important just to stay on top of it every week. It doesn't take as long. And if you have them organized in some kind of form or fashion, then it's easier for you to go shopping at the store so you're not frustrated looking through a pile of coupons you've thrown in your purse or your pocket or whatever. So um, those are my four quick tips. That's like it in a nutshell. That usually takes me two hours to teach, so you guys are doing good in 15 minutes. That's all I got for you. Well, well, you're so concise, and I appreciate it. Now, when you deal with individuals like myself who do not necessarily have the patience to How's the best way to put this? To put together a system for couponing. Do you have an example on your webpage? I had a chance to peruse your website, and I see that you have a lot of tips and and a lot of coupons that individuals like myself can download or just print out. What is your system like? How do would you tell someone to be disciplined in couponing? Um, Well, I actually have a. you know, there's several different things. I have a resources tab that you can um, go on, and there's several things that I've kind of created to help you get started, um, an expense tracking sheet, a price guide, a weekly meal planner, and these are all blank forms so you can fill them in to meet the needs of your individual household. Um, and then I've also got um, the coupon binder categories. If you decide to do the binder route, I've already typed up all the categories you can choose from, so you just print them out. Um, And then another um, thing that I have is actually on the Beginners tab, if you actually were to click on that. Mm -hmm. And let's see, I'm I'm going through this with you guys because I don't (laughs) see and research my own website. Isn't that bad? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Well, it's, so, uh, it's so informative. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of information. It take, it's taking me a while to fill it up, but um, so if you go to the Getting Started tab and um, about middle of the way down under the f- number four goal, you'll see mm-hmm. um, how to organize your coupons, and you're going to click where it says here. And it's actually going to take you to something I've written, and it shows you a picture of my own personal binder. And then it shows you other ways to file your coupons. So there's a filing system. You can do it in a shoebox. You can do it in those accordion file things. So I've given you, like, all the different resources and the most popular ways to file your coupons. Um, You know, if you can find one that fits you. So, like, for you, if you don't really like to you know, have the time or patience to clip your coupons. You can file them by the whole insert in, like, a filing system if you have an extra filing cabinet. And then, um, like, because I do the matchups for you, that means that I'll match a coupon up with the weekly ad. You can just go, and it tells you which insert to find that coupon in. So you would just go in your accordion or your filing cabinet, find, you know, which coupon insert that came in, you'd pull it out and just cut that coupon when you're needing to go. So that way you're only cutting as you're going to the store instead of cutting them all ahead of time, if that makes sense. So well, it's like the least time-consuming. <laughs> well, I think just like any system that's effective, it's going to take a lot of time to get it set up, but once you have it set up, yeah. it's going to be pretty easy to use, it seems like. Um, I'm a big stickler when it comes to systems. I think, but I have to be passionate about what I'm putting the system together for. Does that make sense? Exactly, yeah. No, I totally understand. <laughs> I always tell people it takes a good two months when you're couponing to really for it to click. I don't know what it is about the two months, and you can ask almost anybody I've ever taught. They'll come back and tell me, I quit before two months. I just couldn't do it. And then I'll have other people to say, you're right. Something about that two months just, it clicked. A light bulb went on my, in my head. I fully understood things. My stockpile was becoming, you know, formed. So it's just something about a two-month time. So if you can just invest that two months, it'll go out so quick, and you really will see it'll just all come together like a puzzle. So Okay. Well, I know you say you do this full-time, right, Charlotte? Now, do you have students that you put together, like, okay, the coupon challenge or um, the savings challenge for a particular week or a, a particular month, and individuals who actually were able to, quote, unquote, use your system effectively win a prize or something? You ever thought about something like that, or do you have something like that currently in place? No, I actually don't. That's a pretty good idea. The only thing that I do is, like, um, people can email me with their shopping trips, like if they have one they're really proud about and they save a lot of money and they take a picture of it, I'll do like a um, shopper spotlight and, you know, take a picture and and post it for everybody to see. So that's, that's really the only thing I do. But that's, that's a really good idea just to hear about success stories and stuff. Yes, I think uh, sometimes we have a system just finding a way that you measure its effectiveness. Obviously, it's highly effective because you have all these individuals emailing you and then yourself, you're talking about how uh, you know, the amount of money you spend and becoming debt-free by the end of this year, that's extremely powerful. I commend you on that, Charlotte. I think um, you. you use the system to their effectiveness, which is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I'm not going to say it's been an easy road. Um, I mean, my husband was unemployed for almost two years during this whole thing, and that's part of the reason why I started couponing was out of necessity. 
Um, but you can do anything. I mean, that's like the big my biggest thing is don't let the world or anybody tell you that you can't do something because you don't make a certain amount or because something's not cool or popular or, you know, whatever. Like, it's whatever you want to do as a person, and that's what's going to define, you know, what you end up doing. So, like, for us, our thing is to better our family and to make, uh, you know, something for our kids and be able to provide them with school and be able to be debt-free and not live stressed. I mean, so many people just swipe their credit card and they think, oh, this is fun because I'm eating out and I'm buying all this stuff. But that stays with you and you're paying double for it later, you know. So, it, you know, couponing has been is not easy at all, and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that. I'm not going to sit here and say it's like, woohoo, the easiest thing. But it's worth it because of the end result. You know, so some people are like, I don't have time or I don't feel like being patient or putting in the effort or whatever, but it's what what do you want in the end, you know what I mean? And this was a way that we could um, instantly affect our budget, you know. It's like not many other things you can cut out. Wow. You know what? I I have a predominantly strong corporate background, Charlotte, and Uh all the companies are moving to do more with less. And I think, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to recommend you to some people to do some of their corporate training uh, just for the CEOs out there, how they can actually effectively <laughs> um, utilize someone like yourself with getting coupons at the, where they spend most of their business supplies on and maybe keeping some of those jobs instead of cutting them. Exactly. I mean, my husband's job now, um, and hopefully they're not listening, but he, he's <laughs> a very, um, you know, his employer just spins and doesn't really think about how much things cost. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I could get this for this. I could go get this. And, you know, he'll go in there with things that I've researched and found the better deal for. And, you know, just I'm, I'm, he's only worked there for a month and has already saved his new employer, I can't tell you, like hundreds of dollars just from, like, shopping around. So just taking a little time to research can make a huge mm-hmm. impact. And it's like you can mm-hmm. – fund more jobs or you can give your employees bonuses or, you know, whatever it could be. So, I mean, there's so many avenues with saving money. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I could definitely talk all day about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, you know what, Charlotte, I'm letting you know um, I appreciate you. I'm sure every listener appreciates you. Um, Pudgy Miller, I'm going to get Pudgy on here because Pudgy definitely, definitely appreciates you, and keep this in mind, though. You know what? You might want to sit down if you've got any free time, if that even exists, and say, you know what? Let me put together um, a corporate savings structure plan that I could present to some of these CEOs and these finance managers to say, look, obviously we're coming out of recession, but yet we're still in the valley of one. Why don't we utilize our best resources to ensure that we don't have to get rid of so many people or put money in places that we can actually grow it rather than just say, you know what, um, we got to meet budget cuts, so you, 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 you got to go. And here we have someone mm-hmm. as powerful as Miss Charlotte here. It's like, you know what, I have an alternative. So we definitely, definitely right. appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> No problem. Well, um, I look forward to hearing from you next week. Be sure to have fun, have fun, have fun at the lake. To your husband and family, we say hello, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. It sounds good. It was nice talking with you. You too, Charlotte. Take care now. Bye. Charlotte, yeah. Yes, everyone. That was Charlotte.
Shoe. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Wee! Wee, wee, wee! 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 Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. the difference between empty bleachers and packed houses. It's the difference between showing up and taking over. It's the difference between JV and VIP. Because the difference between nothing and everything is 9.8 ounces. The difference is the Adidas Adidas Crazy Light. The lightest ever. Available at Foot Locker.
Welcome back, everyone. You with Ellis L. Thomas with the Ellis Experience on KRP Radio with Pudgy Miller. Um, Pudgy, are you there, sir? Pudgy Miller. Well, right now, we're just going to have... Oh, you can't... You, oh, you, y'all trying to see... You got the producer. Y'all trying to shut me down. Y'all didn't want me to talk... Ella Experience trying to take over here. See, I, I, I mean, I got the mic here. I'm sitting here talking to the producer. They won't cut me on. And, yeah, they won't give me no segue. No, I'm just kidding, man. What's up? What's going on, Project? Uh, I see that we were having a little technical transition happening. I just want to let you know I appreciate you, my good man. Um, one, because you um, exude accountability and you're such an outstanding father and a family man. Something that actually came to my attention and almost baffled me, the gentleman who has 30 kids looking to lessen his child support, uh, and some of the kids, I believe, only get a dollar forty-nine um, a month for child support. What is your thoughts about this? Lock him up. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Lock him up. Go get him, boys. Listen, man. Let me let me just let me be one hundred percent with you here. I, I do have an organization called I Love Being a Black Father because I know for a fact that there's a void in the black community with black fathers and the family structure. I understand it. I know the stats. I'm there. So we started that. I started that organization, and I brought in a good friend of mine from, from my childhood days, my man Rashad Woods, also a father of four. Um, I'm a father of five, and we are the fathers that I felt that our president should have been talking about, including himself. You know, take out his politics. Yeah, I'm not talking about his politics, but, you know, when he stood up and he started bashing fathers, I, and, and I know I'm going to learn about it, Ella, so just, just follow me for a second. But I, I thought he should have, should have, instead of giving the speech saying that, you know, men need to take responsibility, I thought that with the president being from a broken, what, what some would say, a broken family, you know, a one-parent household, I thought that he would be the prime example to say, look at me, you can do it. So I look at myself being a, a somewhat, actually somewhat successful individual from, from you know, a, a very poor background. You know what I mean? And I know what it means to have a father in the household. I know what it means to not have a father in the household. So we started this organization, and we're going full steam ahead. Now, this is what brings me to this guy, because this guy is the definition of what some people would like to call deadbeat dad, sorry parent. Uh, uh, sperm donor, all those, you know, all the biological father, you know, all this stuff, man. This guy is scum right here. This is the type of guy that should be locked up. If you're paying a dollar, follow me now, if you're paying a dollar and some change, right, a dollar and some change per month to take care of a child, you should be locked up because you know what? It's costing the system more to take care of your kids then you're actually paying. So we're going to lock you up and make you work for every dime that we have to spend on you and your kids. Why not do that? Mm, mm. Well, you know what? You make a very powerful point. I'm just, I'm just saying, Buzzy, I'm just trying, just trying to figure out. I think, personally, it goes deeper than what the surface is. The result is the 30 kids. The result is that this gentleman is requesting a child support break. However, let's think about the mentality of this individual that somehow beyond child number seven, child number eight, child number 15, child number 20, when <laughs> as a man you decide, okay, enough is enough. You foresaw the challenge you get ready to come into. I'm sorry, but all the different type of what, um, what should I say? Um, those commercials out there that says, "Okay, you need to have safe sex, what have you?" Out yeah. there, and you don't take heed, and now I gotta be 
the society has to be responsible for your decision to put yourself in this particular predicament. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all, I'm all for it, having resources for individuals having a tough time, but let's think about this for a moment. Coming from this particular standpoint, this individual and his thinking by 11 different women, what were you thinking, bruh, is my question. What were you thinking? He wasn't thinking, man. He, you ain't thinking, man, when you when, – listen, man, if you're not married – and I'm not, for for God's sakes, man, I'm not trying to make anybody fit into this perfect little world that I see as the perfect family. I'm not trying to say that. But Jesus Christ, if, if not him, what in the way are those women thinking? I mean, or, or did they not know? I knew he wasn't knocking all these babies down on the first night. Come on, are you kidding me? So they're not even taking time to get to know this dude, man. And you got 30 kids? That's un- I can't even believe that. 30 kids? By what was it, uh, 11, 10 or 11 different moms? I think it was 11. 11 different mothers? I mean, so this means that these women had to know after child number one, okay, after child number one, they had to at least know that he had other children. So it's like, do they not care? It, it ain't that good, man. Come on, man. It ain't that good, man. You know, it does not get that good. I want somebody to call me up here and tell me it does not get that good. Sex ain't that daggone good. Are you kidding me? No, ain't no way. No way. Hey, 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 Pudgy. Uh, I don't. My brother was expensive. Okay, I'm sorry. And you, you as a family man, you know, you have a wife and some kids, so. There's some other individuals who are holding down single parents, what have you, who are not asking for breaks. Yeah, they may see resources just because their their counterpart isn't contributing, but come on now. Let's think about this for a moment. You're right. The mentality goes beyond even to the women, 11 different women. I Some people have just enough game to be dangerous, but then beyond that, you just become dumb at a particular point. Because yeah. one thing I've learned, women have a certain intuition that men just don't. Women know that, you know, look, your game, you're, you're, you got holes in your stories. You say you have one child, then you come to find out you have 25 others. I'm carrying about three of them. Come on now. <laughs> you said about 25. See, that doesn't even sound like it. You said you got a game, say so you got one kid to come to find out. You got 25. Come on, man. 25 others? What's wrong with this? See, you know what? This is the perfect topic for this show because there is something psychologically wrong with this man. Serious. All jokes aside, I think there's something psycho, something in his head ain't right. Okay, it's yeah. something just something just don't add up upstairs. I'm sorry, man. How do you pay a dollar and seventy nine cents and you have that? This man got balls of steel. Pardon my language, everybody. This man got balls of steel. No pun intended, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no pun intended. By the way, Jesus, to go to go before the court and to have the nerve to sit there and say, Your Honor. I need a reduction. Well, how much do you pay, son? Well, one seventy nine per child. Well, you may do need a reduction, son. You got thirty kids and you paying one hundred and seventy nine dollars a month. No, sir, one dollar and seventy nine cent. Man, oh. if I was a judge, I'd lock him up. Bailiff, lock him up. Contempt of court. <laughs> For real. Oh, now you—it's interesting that you said lock him up, and I can appreciate that now. But this is the thing. Remember. We as individuals, especially when it comes to men and the fathers are lacking, it's part of a vicious cycle. He himself, think about it, is part of a vicious cycle. Whether it's one kid, three kids, seven kids, there's still kids who are out there without the father's figure. It is unfortunate that decisions that we make as men adversely impact these younger individuals. So now what's going to happen? These 30 kids um, do not have an admirable individuals to whom to look, and therefore 
they, unless they change their own thinking through growing, become part of these vicious cycles. Like, you know what, my daddy had this many kids. Um, a lot of people use their past as a quest for not succeeding, which I finally think is uh, um, unacceptable. However, it goes back to the mentality, where the mind is, the environment, what's been trained and conditioned um, through them, so, you know, societal. Uh-huh. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just blown away by this. It, 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 you know what, you're right. It is amazing, though, because, it, and, and it is a vicious cycle, that system, that that system right there is broke down because, you know, I, I've even said on our on our I love being a black father uh, pages. You know, we got the KR, we got the page on the, on the Twitter, we got the page on the Facebook and, and various other websites out there that we blog and share on. But I, I've often said that it's amazing that us as individuals, not even talking about the system, but us as individuals, equate uh, the importance of a father to a certain amount of dollars per month. You know what I mean, or a certain amount, a, a certain amount of income equated to how you should see your child or not, or what type of, of of jail term or prison sentence you should serve equated to the amount of money that you're not paying. But the the main factor is the main missing element is that these kids don't have a father, and 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 the reason I'm saying which doesn't make sense in the first place that you know you take a guy who's not supporting their children at all and then lock him away so he definitely can't support or see his children. I understand that there's a missing element in there somewhere, and frankly. The unfortunate part is that is that we don't have enough people to sit in and, and, and to intercede with that. We don't have enough people to sit down and, and figure out, you know, what each and every individual case needs because each and every individual case is different. And, and you know, it's, it's a catch-22, man, and it's, it's, it's a bad situation. Um, what really needs to happen, though, is, and I believe that the ball should be thrown back to the parents, man. The parents, us parents, these parents, future parents, and and we need to teach our kids and educate ourselves and, and really understand that the most important factor in that child's life is the parent being in that child's life and teaching these children what they really need in life and not equate our time and our love to any monetary money, any any monetary thing at all. But with this guy, you lock his ass up. Pardon my language. You need to lock him up. Because he needs to – see, obviously, obviously this guy, he's not going to work. He's, he, there's no way that he's taking care of all 30 of these kids in the physical, there's no way that he's going to see all of these 30 kids in the physical because, let me tell you, I have four in the household and one outside of my house. And I remember just last week leaving from Atlanta, coming back to North Carolina, driving to Greenville just for one hour to spend with my son to go to his athletic banquet. And he was thrilled that I could be there. But let me tell you, man, when you're working a job every single day like I do and like many others do in this country – or in this world, it's impossible to be there the way that you would like to be there if you really love your child. It is impossible to be there the way that you need to be there. That's just with one child outside of the household. So with that, no way. No way. Well, you, you know what? Uh, I totally, totally respect that. And you're right. It, it, it is unfortunate. And I think it goes back to what I was telling you before. I remember I did a speaking engagement it was for a transition living situation where gentlemen who are incarcerated going back into society. Mm-hmm. You with me, Pudgy? I'm with you. And uh, all the, my, a good friend of mine who was the director and asked me to come out and speak because individuals from large companies counseled on them on this particular ceremony, this, on their ceremony of graduation, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll come out and speak and hire individuals. And you're, you already know they are living in, in a state of despair 
So I, as I finished speaking and empowering these individuals, one gentleman, he was about 6'9", black as midnight, came to me. He looked like he could bench press about two buses. I'm just, and he's coming to me. I'm looking, at, <laughs> looking up to him, like, okay. And he said, Mr. Thomas. I'm like, yes, sir. He said, you know what? I finally realized, man, and it wasn't until you were speaking that the reason why I lived the way I lived and did the things I did is because I don't, I didn't hold myself accountable. Um, I blame my parents for not being there and them hurting me. Therefore, I just hurt other individuals. Mm-hmm. I have a child, but there was no reason for me to be be my child's life because since society raised me, I figured, you know what, I'm gonna let him learn from school of hard knocks. Which that mentality alone says a lot. It's like, okay, you know what, this child yeah. is not asked to come into this world. You are the adult, well, in age-wise, but I learned something very particular. Not everyone who actually is of age is actually mature and can handle adult responsibilities. Mm. Wow. So when I spoke to him and then he broke down, this man looks like he has never cried before in his life, but I told men this. Even though you might be secreting tears from your tear ducts, you're crying in some other way, shape, or form. Being promiscuous is another form of crying that a lot of men don't really realize. So, hence, there's a deeper issue of why he continues to do these actions and where his mindset His mindset is not that of a father. His mindset is in the fact that, you know what, these particular women are giving themselves to me. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to utilize this as my outlet of expression, and now I have to deal with the results. The results and consequences are too much for me to handle. So, let me go ahead and find a quote, quote, a system or a court system that will help me. Deal with my issues better. That's what I got to say. Wow. That's amazing. And that's that's a heck of an evaluation, too, by the way. It's amazing <laughs> that you could even gather that. And, and, and it's true because that's what a lot of people do, man. We react off past experiences. Some of us positive, some of us negative. But you know what? A lot of people are stagnant, man. A lot of people can't leave those uh, issues that they have behind it to even get to the point where they're reacting to the action. They're kind of still stuck in a place where... You know, it, it's like they're reliving it every single day. And, you know, for a lot of people, man, life is life is very hard because of the things that they've been through and they just can't get past it. But, you know, it, it's the life that we live. You know, you, you can either choose to live or die. That's, that's, that's very true. So I'm excited about having um, this young lady come in and talk about these mental illnesses because one thing I've learned about mental illnesses, Pudging, is that depending on who the doctor is that is, give you the evaluation, they impose the wrong diagnosis or prognosis on individuals, especially kids. Mm. My baby brother is a good example. They said he actually had um, behavioral disorder. I'm I didn't know that even existed. Come to find out, the reason why they put that on him, he himself did not choose to talk to these individuals. So, therefore, they thought he had an issue. Well, he told me, Ellis, I, I had so many people in my life that left me, I decided to shut down and not respond to anyone. So my lack of responding to them, in their mind, concluded that maybe he has this issue. Maybe he's behaving this way because he doesn't have X, X Y, Z. And it comes to find out, I found that out through disciplining him, and I felt bad. So I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? If people just took more time to find out what's going on with themselves as well as with the others that have mattered to them, we just would be in a better place, in my opinion. I don't know. Hey, man, I, I definitely can agree with that, man. And, um, 
You know, matter of fact, let's move on, man. We'll, we'll bring Valerie in. This is at the 9 o'clock hour. We got to go to commercial. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KIRP radio show, the number one black conservative show in southeastern United States. This is how we do. You're on the air with host Ella Thomas and me being, you know, I'm the, I'm the guest host for the night. Pudgy, you got me on the At Simple KIRP radio show on Twitter. At Simple NC Pudgy is me. 619-638-8559 is the number. You rocking with Ella and Pudgy. We'll be back with psychiatric specialist, professional soldier. She does it all, man. She does it all. Valerie Vesto will be right back after these messages. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. You know who it is without a doubt and hesitation. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's Paul Bunyan. Bunyan been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. East side on my arm. Three stripes on my sneakers, and even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. K-I-R-P Radio!
That's Marvin Sapp. Never would have made it. I love that song, man. I know y'all know I love that song by now. I try to get in there, get it in there as much as possible. I definitely don't mind paying for that, paying to play that song. But anyway, shout out to Marvin Sapp. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KIRP Radio Show. We want to take this moment to bring on somebody very special and tonight's special guest. So everybody, get your record buttons ready. Get your questions up. We may not call anybody on the air, but at least you get a chance to listen to Valerie. Come on in here. Valerie Vesta is coming on the show. Valerie is, let me tell you a little bit about who Miss Valerie is. She has 16 years of nursing experience. She's definitely had long years in nursing. Uh, her current position right now, she works in outpatient behavioral health, in, a, in an outpatient behavioral health program. Uh, she's also a nurse at the Naval Reserve Nurse Corps. Uh, let's see. In the near future, she be she will be deployed to serve on the Warrior Transition Team to assist service members in transition after serving their deployments, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so thankful that we have a program such as that. Uh, she received both of her bachelor's of science in nursing and master's degree from Winston Salem State University. Among many accomplishments, she received the Great 100 in nursing in 2008 and is published professionally in two peer review journals. Now, that's B.I.G. right there. She's also the owner of Platinum Performance, a life coaching company, and she assists her clients to dream big and remove the obstacles that prevent them from living a life of their dreams. We want to welcome to the show Valerie Vestal. How are you, Valerie? Good evening, Mr. Miller. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. I'm thrilled that you could be on the show. As I as I said in my email, because you know I, I don't want to talk about the phone thing. I'm 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 sad right now because me and the phones has just been. I had a bad week with phones. I've just had a horrible week. So I'm sorry that I couldn't get to you on the phone call. And I've been sending messages to my staff and through my staff and and what may have you. So thanks for dealing with that and thanks for being on the show this evening. I'm delighted. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. This is Absolutely. this is a, a topic of passion for me, so thank you very much. Good. And, and you know something I, I love to have, and, and with me is Ella Thomas, I, I love to have passionate people uh, on this show because, you know, when, when you're passionate about and, and believe in what you do and you have that kind of love for it, you know, no matter what you say, it comes out true and it comes out accurate. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so structured and you know you can just talk about your passion and you know that the truth and the knowledge will actually come out there and and i think that's what really helps people absolutely and you know so i have have two big passions it's it's you know helping people to dispel and get rid of the stigma with mental illness and the other with my platinum performance is to help people reach their dreams you know i'd have your guests to think about closing their eyes and, and my vision in life is to have people just stretch their hands out you know all the way everybody grabs hands because you know what Everybody in life can raise up, and it, my goal is to help mm. everybody remove their obstacles and be where they want to be, whether it's to raise a happy family or it's to own a successful corporation, whatever their dream is. <laughs> I know that's right. I like to say so you get me excited over here. I, I got my co-host this evening. Uh, he's also a host on the WMMG network uh, that we're working on that we will be bringing on soon, Ella Thomas. He's the author. Of, well, you know what? I'll let him tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Looking forward Valerie, to it. Valerie, how are you? Valerie, how are you doing? In the Navy, we'd say outstanding. I'm outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, the Marine Corps is part of the Naval um, Service. We give so the Navy I... a ride, don't we? <laughs> you know, isn't that what they say? The Navy gives the Marines a ride, but you know what? We're all in it. Now, I just finished some training out in San Antonio. It's now about the Tri-Corps, which I love it because mm. it's the Navy, it's the Air Force, the Marines, and Army all, all at once. We're united. Wow. 
and unity is a, unity is a big thing. But as um, Puppy was saying, I appreciate what you're doing with your uh, your performance company, your longstanding resume of professionalism, and what you've been doing in the community and just with individuals. I myself am an, an empowerment speaker. I focus on something similar to you, helping individuals overcome their spiritual, mental, physical, financial hardships and challenges in order to restore living. So many individuals Absolutely. think that they don't have any alternatives when it comes to life. Um, since I'm a big proponent of systems, I wrote the book, Moving Forward Courageously, Seven Secrets to Restoring Love, Money, and Happiness in Your Life. And what I do is take the word courage and make it a seven-step systematic process how people go back to living life after dealing with those particular hardships. Um, as a direct representative of individuals who had experienced financial loss or loss of love or um, been laid off, a lot of individuals don't necessarily know how to cope, and therefore they engage in a lot of destructive activities. Hence, I'm glad we're talking about this particular program right now, and I'm going to appreciate your expertise of what is the mentality that people are experiencing when they feel like, you know what, I have no hope. Well, well let me let me go ahead and share this. Part of what I what we teach in the outpatient program that I work, it's a you know one of one of the things I'm passionate about is that these coping skills that you're talking about, Mr. Thomas should absolutely, my work would be few and none if it was implemented in the school system. That's one of my passions is to teach people growing up. We teach people chemistry. Do we ever use it? Not much. But we don't teach people how to cope. And there's four basic things. And from a, what I, we teach, it's a dialectical behavioral therapy. Dialectical, the word die, meaning two. So it's the ability mm-hmm. to look at things from two sides. You don't always have to agree. But be able to see things from another person's point of view. And here's the here's the four steps when it comes to being able to cope. One is mindfulness. You know what? Mm. We get we get anxiety, we get worries because we're thinking about tomorrow. You know, of course, there's always the planning. But when I'm in the planning phase, I'm like I'm planning. But when I'm here with you, I'm here right now. And mindfulness is living with intention. It's it's mm. it's you know there's part of when it comes to mindfulness. There's also Things that are very basic, like mindful eating. My intention right now would be, if I we just got through dinner, would be to eat healthy, portion control, those kind of things. So mindfulness, it, it, it deals with things like imagery, relaxation, meditation. It's what am I doing? Am I living? It's awareness. Awareness is another word for mindful. I'm aware of what's going on around me. The second one is distress tolerance. A couple things. You know, it's... There are, we teach some tools, distress tolerance, how to deal with the stress in life. It could be anything from bills. It could be anything from, you know, my husband's getting on my nerves, whatever it is. How to deal, my boss is getting on my nerves, distress tolerance. You know, our bodies physically have what we call mm, compensatory mechanisms. God gave us the five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. Well, that we, mm-hmm. I go through a a whole long course on how to use those five senses to calm one down. For me, it's music. When I'm I'm, I'm starting to get out of out of control, I call it going from zero to sixty. I'm gonna put on my favorite song. I'm gonna put on something that's gonna ease me. You can see already my tone of voice has <laughs> changed. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and mm-hmm. when it comes to distress tolerance, you know, the things there's negative coping and positive coping. Negative coping deals with avoidance and escape. Why do people use drugs? Why do they drink too much? avoid or escape. Some things in life, you just got to take the bull by the horns and deal with it because it's generally better than, I call it the ripple effect. You throw that rock in the water, 
and I didn't want to deal with, oh, my God, I'm not going to check the mail because I got all these bills in there. Well, mm-hmm. if I don't, guess what's going to happen? Let me just deal with it because if I don't have money, maybe I could pick up an extra shift or you know what, if my power bill's about, if my power's really about to be cut off, maybe keep it real, like Pudgy would say. Let me go ahead and think about going to cri- using my resources, going to crisis control. So it's mindfulness, distress tolerance. The other thing is emotion regulation. What is that? You know, one of the things we talk about is when there's three parts to, um, I would just, three. there's three states of mind. One is our rational mind. Rational is logic. The second is our emotion, which is our heart, and that's what gets us in trouble when I let my emotions take over. The third is my wise mind, which is the balance of the mind and the heart. And our emotions, I I would like to, at some point, your guests might ask me, well, what do our emotions come from? You know, our emotions really come from our thoughts. So in order to change our emotions, you got to change your thoughts. Because our emotions are really an interpretation of our thoughts. Some people, because many people can have the same thing happen to them, but react differently because of their thoughts. And the fourth thing in terms of coping is interpersonal effectiveness. How do I keep my self-respect and how do I respect others? So as a recap, it's mindfulness, distress tolerance, emotion regulation, and interpersonal effectiveness. Those are the things that I feel like if we taught people in school, who cares about chemistry? The chemist might say yes. But beyond that, we would all live better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have as many. I wouldn't have as many clients. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You would be thankful that to not have that many clients because one thing I'm learning is I'm I'm scheduled to speak to a young men's group here next month, and mm-hmm. essentially these individuals are dealing with so many issues more so than I had when I was growing up. You know, I dealt with a lot. These individuals have access to a lot more information, for one. Two, um, they're being told it's okay to speak how you feel without tech, which I personally think that's incorrect because I do not tolerate disrespect very well, Valerie, if you don't don't mind me Mm -hmm. saying. And and, and thirdly, I'm thinking, you know what, what if we started at a younger age bracket? Then as the child started developing their natural development progress, they will know how to better deal with the issues that they're facing. I have, I have seen so many kids take their own lives, engage in homicide. They are being highly promiscuous. They're turning to drugs, and then by their adult lifehood, they're trying to find a way. Now how do I get out of this rut? So I appreciate individuals like you, like you Valerie. I greatly do. I commend you on what you're doing in your work. Well, when I when I talk to my – so mental illness actually impacts the lives of of at least one in four one in four adults and one in ten children, and you know if we could stop this cycle, there is a point that mental illness is both there's many it can be genetic and it can also be situational. so when I think about if we could teach people sometimes mental illness comes like with anxiety just because we don't know how to cope then there's real then there's other types of mental illness that comes from. That's genetic. I mean, and even depression has a gen- can have a genetic link. So there's lots of things, um, but if we really could teach people coping skills, so that when I think about recovery, recovery in terms of mental illness deals with three things. First, there's the um, 
the part that's related, it's internal. It's related to genetics. And you might ask me, well, what am I talking about when it comes to genetics? Well, our brains have got neurotransmitters. They're serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. That's where medicine absolutely works. And many people are afraid of taking medicine. Well, medicine does help with things like some depression, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia. It's a must. The next, the next part is when I, therapy. Therapy works with the things that are related to um, things that are situational or environmental, like PTSD or just growing up in a, didn't know how to cope, growing up in a dysfunctional family. Nowadays, I was really enjoying hear, hearing Pudgies talk about fathers. 95% of homes at some levels are dysfunctional. So there again, it proves my point. Everybody could use these coping skills. It's, it's an education. And then the third part, you've got to be invested in your health. A lot of people feel ashamed of having a diagnosis of mental illness. But yet there are many famous people out there. Catherine Zeta-Jones just came out in the news that, you know, she's got bipolar too. It's no different. If you had hypertension, Mr. Thomas, would you treat it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So absolutely. So the thing is, when one gets a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, even bipolar, it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's following the advice of your doctor. You can still live an absolutely functional life. I, I like that. I, I just wanted to ask too. Excuse me, Alan. I'm sorry, man, for butting in here, but I, I wanted you to speak a little bit more to Valerie about uh, psyche evaluations and and actually how to go about getting them and and what are, what are probably the first steps because you know this is something that I've talked about often to to different people in in uh, several small groups and I I'm frankly for psyche evaluations because I think they can make you understand who you are uh, and and probably can prove to you why you act certain ways at certain times or, or you know, in certain settings maybe. Um, I, I definitely think I, I support all kids having them, especially because I think it also could tell you a little bit about how and how you learn and, and what you learn and the effectiveness of, of you know, how you learn. So uh, if, if you could Absolutely. explain that. Sure. So let me, let me first, one of the things that I actually – absolutely recommend to my patients. First of all, you have to be able to have, you have to identify the right symptoms. So I actually talk to my patients about keeping a journal. And it would say, you know, how you're feeling. Because one of, um, one of the things that can happen, unfortunately, psychiatric diagnoses are very subjective. And what I mean, it's more Unlike if a patient has, is thinking of if we a patient comes in and they're potentially experiencing a heart attack, there's lab work that can be done, there's an EKG. But basically with the, psyche, with the psychiatric diagnosis, most of the time it's what you tell me that you did. That's how we diagnose it. So I would, and when what happens is when people come in front of the physician, the psychiatrist, they talk fast, they don't remember what happened. So I recommend they keep a journal. But there are certain types of psychiatric um tools that can be used. One is the the Beck's depression scale. You answer a battery of questions, can tell if you're depressed. Some of the common signs and symptoms of depression. Do, do I have a change in my sleep patterns? Am I sleeping too little? Am I not sleeping enough? Am changing appetite? Am I eating too little? Not eating enough? Um, isolation. I no longer want to be with my friends. I used to love going out, and I used to love to fish. I used to love to go out shopping. Don't have an interest anymore. So um, a couple other things 
I don't, uh, for example, I don't enjoy the same things that I used to do. Moody, you know, I'm irritable. Those are some common things that are associated with depression, and Beck's depression scale can identify what it's an evaluation, whether or not you're depressed. Um, one of the things, though, bipolar and ADHD, even if it's with adults, can look very similar. The manic phases of bipolar and ADHD. So that's where a um, an assessment for bipolar or ADHD would be very helpful because even though they can look alike in terms of some of the symptoms, the medications and the treatment is very different. So that's why that's extremely important. And it, once again, you know what? If you thought that maybe you had diabetes because you were thirsty, um, you were you had a change in your appetite, you were tired, you go to the doctor. There's nothing to be ashamed about in terms of, you know what, my mood is altered, and getting a psychiatric evaluation. Wow, that is very powerful. One thing I want to say, um, Valeria, if you don't mind, is that a lot of individuals who may believe that they may have an issue. I think they have to deal with a lot of what their friends, their, you know, their peers, their constituents are going to feel about them. And they say, you know what, I'm going to go to the doctor for my depression. I'm going to the doctor for et cetera, et cetera. And then they look down upon which it takes a large amount of courage for an individual to come to the conclusion and say, you know what, I am not behaving the way I think I should behave. Let me go get help. And then there's the other issue or the other argument that there's some individuals who don't have uh, some healthcare professionals who do not have the integrity and therefore misdiagnose individuals. So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. about that? Well, so absolutely. So uh, keeping it real, Pudgy, one of my favorite sayings is everybody's normal till you get to know them. <laughs> so we all have some kind of little idiosyncrasy, which doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean we have a diagnosis. The difference is you have to ask yourself, is what is going on with me keeping me from functioning? Am, am I, do I feel like getting out of bed in the morning so I'm calling in from work? Will you want, or am I doing erratic things like drinking and now I feel like I'm going to start drinking at work? Or am I getting in fights? You know, those kind of things that keep me from functioning. That is absolutely the difference between someone with a diagnosis and someone who's not. And And the issue is, you want to catch it. You want to catch it and go get something for it before it causes other bigger things to happen. Criminal record, you lose your job. Then what happens? It's a snowball effect. And in in reality, it is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Bipolar disease, it is genetic. Can you help who your parents are? Absolutely not. But one of the things I want to say is having a diagnosis is no excuse for our behaviors. So, therefore, the three tools, medication, therapy, and what I mean by therapy is the coping skills and you being 100% invested to taking a handle. Because if you had diabetes, would you change your diet? Sure. So, if you have bipolar disease, you've got to learn, you've got to, learn to cope and think differently. One thing I've learned and that I've learned um, some individuals respond emotionally. So how would you differentiate, okay, I'm just going, to, going through a particular episode versus I have now altered the way I live, and therefore now it's a problem. Like how how do you gauge Absolutely. that? I think so, so. a lot of individuals do not know the difference between the two. Like, for example, if I had just gotten divorced, 
this gonna it's gonna be as if I lost someone in my life. You know, I, I'm basically mourning that individual, right? So I'm gonna go through these particular steps of healing. What is the time frame, for example, that it goes from all right, I'm coping, I'm healing to you know, I'm a full out depression. So let me right. Well, let me go ahead and address your first question first. You know, the tools that I mentioned earlier, the mindfulness, distress tolerance, emotion regulation, interpersonal effectiveness, those things have to become part of for success every person's life. It's not just for someone who has a, an illness or a diagnosis because what you're talking about, if you use those skills, Pudgy, then we can prevent ourselves from getting a diagnosis of situational depression. Again, some is some is uh, genetic, others is situational. So let me give you an example. So emotion regulation, one of the things we, we teach that's very powerful is opposite behavior. So let's say, for example, sadness has a link with depression. When people are sad, their normal behavior, and you have to think about this, this has to be purposeful and mindful. They might be, okay, I'm just going to stay in bed today, isolation. Well, you know, uh, I don't feel like doing my hair and putting on my makeup today. Uh, that's a typical behavior. Uh, you know what? I don't. I think that I'm not really hungry. I'm not going to eat. Well, you have to do the. You have to be very conscious. It's conscious living and say, you know what? I think I'm going to do the opposite. I think I'm absolutely not feeling great. But you know what? Putting on a new dress and getting my nails done, that's going to make me feel better. You have to be conscious and mindful of those things. And now, one of the things, uh, a resource, on you mentioned grief, someone dying, a divorce. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is absolutely the expert. Um, your listeners can get her material on the five stages of grieving. There are very normal stages, but it's the idea, how long do you linger? You know what? Each person is different. But when it becomes, when you start to notice that it's, you're no longer functional, that's when you, you really need to get it. Seek some help because it's very different. I can't put a, a time frame on, you know what, I lost my mom and I should be over it in two months. It's different for every person. Hmm. But again, with any type of emotion like sadness, guilt, fear, Opposite behavior. Fear cripples people. And that's actually, you know, it's a very prominent emotion. It's actually what many other emotions stem from. You have to ask yourself, you have to learn how to be your own best friend. Ask yourself, you know what? What am I really afraid of? And, and you, again, our thoughts. You change, the ability to change one's thoughts changes one's life. This is this is amazing. I'm here taking notes. One of the principles I discuss when I teach is my third principle. I remember I told you before I take the word courage to make it a seven-step systematic process. How people go back to living a life of power. Uh-huh. The U and the U stands for use the power of negative emotions for positive action. And within that teaching, I have the alternative actions list where. I had to identify, okay, when I'm going to address a negative emotions, what do I have a tendency to do? And I will list those on the left-hand side. Okay, is that is that drinking? Is that engaging in, in casual, intimate situations? Is it mm-hmm. um, partying in every night without fail? And then I realized, okay, you know what, what can I do in lieu of? And one thing I realized that you may be able to, um, to test this, Valeria, 
is that it has to be stimulating enough that it changes the behavior. People change behaviors one or two reasons I, I research. A, it's too painful, and therefore they realize they have to change, or there's personal fulfillment, or there's something that is an award for them for changing. Um, so when you well, deal with these individuals, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's true, and it, but, and it, it takes it really absolutely takes practice, and that goes back to the first step, the mindfulness. You know what? It, you know even things very simple like um, I have to laugh. I have a history of getting some speed, speeding tickets. When I get in my car, my, I have to say my intention, my intention is not to be careless, to slow down. You know, it's all of these things when we talk about changing your thoughts. You know what? It's very what happens to people in my practice that I notice is that they they look at the rest of the world and they think, oh, it's just happening to me. Every single person goes through a variety of emotions. And sometimes there's no trigger. We use the word trigger. What causes you to feel this way? You just have to realize that some things just are. But what can I what can I do to self-soothe in a positive way? And the self-soothing is what I talked about with how to use the five senses. Or one of the other things um, we use is a list of healthy 15. Like if I was using the, um, a negative coping skill like drinking and I was trying to stop, I would, I would have to pull out my healthy 15 and say, what three to five things on this list can I complete before I go back to my thought of, Drinking and usually the thought of drinking subsides. Now, of course, there's there's big things like when one is um, addicted to certain drugs that you have to that have a, a real physical pull. There's other things you have to do for that. But in terms of taking over the mind, it has to be conscious. And when I think about fear, you know, in your acronym of courage, I have this thing that I always ask people, and it's kind of meant to be funny, but it's real. I'll say, what's on your BS list? And the BS stands for, the B is beliefs. What do you believe? Mm. And the S is a strategy. Mm. What strategy do you really need? So, for example, many times people, here's a common one, they'll say, I want to go back to school. Okay, what's stopping you? Well, I'm too old. Okay, that's on my beliefs. Um, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money could be both a belief and a strategy. Because many times I'll ask people, Okay, well, how much does it cost? They have no clue. It's just a belief. They don't even know. And so you have to help people dispel those negative beliefs and find an affirmation to change their thoughts. Because once we can get over those negative beliefs, the strategies are easily resolved. It is amazing when it comes to fear and those negative emotions. It's how to turn those beliefs. I had one lady, I used to write for um, a a paper on this topic that we're talking about. And she said, Valerie, I want to go back to school, but I'm 47 years old. She said, so can you tell me? She said, the medical field seems pretty um, recession-proof. So can you tell me a, a job that I could do in really quick? Because I don't want to, I want to be a nurse, but it would take me three years, and I'd be 50. So I went and did my research and told her some of the things like a phlebotomist that you could do in relatively less than a year. But you know what my closing statement was? What's You're going to be 50 regardless. Why not be 50 and be a nurse? Ooh. Ooh. That's, ouch. That is, you know Love what? that. 
that even hey hey Pudgy, that hit me to the point because you know what, uh, Velvet, you're absolutely right. I mean, whether I am just existing day to day, or I'm going to just sort of go empower my situation, time doesn't care for anyone. It will either a help you when you actually have your mind made up, or it's going to be it's going to always be a foe to you. And I thank you for saying it because I think there's so many listeners who are between that stage of, okay, yeah. why I should not and why I sh- should should do something. And thank you for saying that. Well, and, you know, the other thing is that when it comes to depression and being able to cross that line is many people, my, my father always told me, you, where you put your time and attention, you will grow or else, on the other negative, if you're if you're continually thinking about what's wrong with it, you know, uh, I don't have my job, this has went wrong, part of the resolve, we use an acronym called ACCEPTS, and part of the, um, this one of the C's is CONTRIBUTE. Depression can, part of the healing with depression is can get your mind off of you, contribute to other people, because there's always truly somebody else who has it worse than you do. Absolutely. Even those, even those people, like when I think about, you know, the Warrior Transition Team, men who've lost their legs, they can still tell me somebody else who has it worse than them. I mean, and one of the things I really want your listeners, I'm kind of bouncing on some of the most important things because of time, but one of the things I want your listeners to understand, too, when it comes to going back to what Mr. Miller was, uh, Pudgy was talking about, depression or mental illness has no prejudice. Mental illness has no prejudice. It can it can attack you at any age, any stage. That's why I keep saying it's so important that my absolute passion one day is I'm going to run for the school board and get this put in, this these topics I'm talking about, how to cope, put into schools. And the other idea, it doesn't matter how much money you have. They doesn't care. I have a client that has studied doctors who were – Working on um, cures for AIDS. I've homeless people. There's no prejudice. No prejudice. And when it hits, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You have to go seek treatment. I love that too. That, and that's that's a, you know what? I, let's take our commercial right here because Valerie, when we when we come back, I want to ask you about um, PTSS. You know, I, I want you to explain if you can. Uh, what PTSS is and, and a little bit about what you do in the reserve. And, uh, you know, just kind of shine some light on that because you, we've been hearing that word a lot since we've been involved in, in these latest, uh, what I would like to call uh, overseas conflicts. And mm-hmm. uh, they haven't been, they actually, no one has actually declared war. But I ain't going to get on my pop political thing, but I'll just say <laughs> these are overseas conflicts that we've been in. And uh, I just, you know, we've been hearing about PTSS. And I don't believe that many of the listeners understand or know what it is or 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 maybe uh, have even seen it or seen anyone go through it. So maybe you can shine some light on that and, and help people cope and deal with loved ones that they have, being this is Memorial Day. And I know there's a lot of soldiers out there listening. Hoorah. Shouts out to all the soldiers out there, too. Roger that. I will be right back after these messages. <laughs> Folks, 
Gotta go to commercial, man. You're listening to the number one black conservative show online in the southeastern United States with no prejudice, by the way. 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you hit us up, folks, on Twitter, at symbol KIRP Radio Show. And we've been getting some tweet feedback. I'll try to read some of that here in a second to you, Valerie. Also, we're on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. You're listening to KIRP Radio Show. My man, Ella Thomas, guest host, and me and Valerie Vestal, psychiatric specialist and nurse and soldier and 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 bunch of ads there. So we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists that Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Your home. Oh, cool. 
Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. We're on the air with Valerie Vestal, psychiatric nurse and a soldier. And shout out to all the soldiers out there on this beautiful Memorial Day. Also, got to give a shout out to my listeners out there at Norfolk State University or Norfolk State College. I'm not sure which one that is. Also, got to give a shout out to all my people at ECU. I've already done that once, but got to give you guys a shout out again. And uh, all my people out there on Twitter, man, Hen Cole. Uh, shout out to Kelly. Uh, Kelly Simone, uh, Kelly Smoke, political strategist. BIG, shout out to my brother Kevin Daniels5. Look him up on Twitter, at symbol Kevin Daniels5. Shout out to you, my brother. Also, shout out to Sonny Johnson. You guys already know how we do. BIG, shout out to you. And again, definitely want to show love and support to all the soldiers out there. Uh, this Memorial Weekend, we, you know, we, we can do nothing but salute you guys because you guys are what keep us safe. And like I said on my Twitter, there's a lot of people out there with opinions. There's a lot of people out there that run your mouth, but you guys didn't sign up to serve for the fact that we get to run our mouth still. And so I shout out all the people who protect our rights to do that. And uh, you guys just can't stand for that. I got nothing for you. Uh, anyway, back on the air with Valerie. And, um, you know, before I left, I guess I said it wrong. The producer let me know. It's uh, PTSD. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was saying PTSS, but I wanted to ask you, uh, Valerie, about t- PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress dysfunction uh, disorder. Excuse me. And uh, what is that exactly, Valerie? Well, I mean, it's the, it can happen just like with when any negative traumatic event occurs in one's life, whether, you know, we, we do think of it most in terms of people who are in war or conflict, mm-hmm. but can it be anything that is negative that, and a trauma that causes a huge impact? I mean, some of the things like everyday situations, rape, violence, um, a war, and what happens though, with when we think about the soldiers, sailors, that we re- people relive those events over and over again. And some of the, you know, and oftentimes it, we patients will need medication and therapy. Common medications for that are we use Prozac, we use uh, Zoloft as a common um, drug for the PTSD. And sometimes it's altering one's um, patients again go through therapy. Absolutely learn how to cope, know what's going to trigger those events, and how to deal with it. I want your listeners to to get a pen out because one of the things that I didn't mention earlier, it kind of goes along with PTSD or, or anything else, negative coping. Oftentimes, you know, we there used to be a, and still may be a lot of substance abuse. Substance abuse tends to be associated with PTSD because that's how I forget. That's how I cope. And if one, if a listener or loved one is concerned that, you know what, do I have an addiction problem? Here's a quick acronym that one can use. And, and it, you know, you ask um, Pudgy about some evaluations. This is called the CAGE scale. C stands for, do I ever feel the need to cut back? The A, do I ever feel angry when people tell me I drink too much? Or use drugs, but mostly it's drinking. G, do I ever feel guilty when I drink? E stands for eye-opener. 
Do I drink first thing in the morning? Instead of my coffee, am I having a big hotty toddy? Well, <laughs> if you have if you have two of those things, that's that's a positive for substance abuse. Wow. And so I want because sometimes family members are concerned. Is my loved one are they abusing alcohol? Because then that is truly can be associated with the PTSD. Um. And PTSD, I mean, I've just had a patient here recently, a young gentleman, African-American male, served over in Iraq, um, 25 years old. It's disabling at points, um, unfortunately, because he'll be at the, he could be at the convenience store. See, any, something can remind him of what happened when he was over in Iraq. He becomes angry, volatile. It's, it's very serious. And so we have to make sure these patients get the right medication, the right therapy, and let me just also, when I say the right therapy, the tools that I was mentioning earlier, those are absolutely educational tools. That's not even just, that's not really the therapy. Because in order to be able to deal with the issues underneath, like I don't know how many patients that I have come in that have PTSD. PTSD could also be associated with being sexually assaulted as a child, molested. You can't deal with that, with those things unless you have the, the things that I mentioned earlier, the education, the coping skills. Otherwise, you're just opening up Pandora's box waiting mm. for whatever's going to happen. So it comes in certain steps. I mean, you need to get those skills and then the one-on-one with your therapist. And I, I kind of also want to help your listeners to understand the different roles when it comes to mental illness. You've got your psychiatrist. Because sometimes I hear people say, my psychiatrist doesn't listen to me. Well, their role, truly, I mean, is un- they make the diagnosis through the doctor. They make the diagnosis based on the signs and symptoms that you tell them, and they regulate your medication, and, of course, they listen. But then you also have your therapist who is there, gives you feedback. And sometimes when I, always, when I do my group sessions, I tell them I'm your coach, means I'm here to help you get a, to a winning game. I'm going to hold you accountable. We, we're going to keep it real, keep it hard sometimes. Yeah. But it's for you. And so there's differences. And, of course, then the nurse, we help with medications. We we don't um, prescribe unless you're an advanced practice nurse. But we know we help educate patients on that because there are lots of other signs and symptoms that that can come with medication. Here's one of the things I want to keep your, your listeners aware of, too. These are the big things. Patients are often afraid of medication. But you know what I say to them? Medications are FDA approved. You're afraid of medicine, but then you go out here and you smoke your little weed, and you don't know what's been put in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. that. I love yeah, that. Go out and get a little cocaine. You don't yep. know what's been put in it. I mean, I've, I had um, one gentleman committed suicide because he, he got some uh, marijuana that had been um, had some embalming fluid in. I guess they call it love And therefore, he got he got paranoid. So you see, medica- the medications that are for your illness they're FDA approved, but it, it just but yet people go out and do street drugs. Let's think about the logic to that. Wow, I love that. That's good information right there because. People make excuses, uh, Valerie, all the time. They make excuses for this kind of medicine. I don't like it. It makes me do this. It makes me do that. But like you said, man, I, I see entertainers, actors, even some politicians, they they glorify marijuana. They glorify, 
you know, all these drugs and, and you know, for their own reasons of how they sh- we should legalize this or that, not even knowing, not even witnessing. I've witnessed the the effects of everything you just named, from cocaine to marijuana with with the love boat, all this stuff, all these tainted drugs, and I've seen what they can do to people. So, you know, it, for me, that's enough to know that I don't need it. But, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they, they, they try things and they go a step further. And, and it's really important to know what this stuff will do to you, man, and, and I, I can't stress that enough. It can really, it can really cause people to be absolutely paranoid. Let me, let me also, as we, I know uh, our time, but let me. One of the other diagnoses, bipolar disease. Bipolar disease. There's two phases. You got your manic. You got your depression. One of the things I want to caution people about. Often when people, they want to get off their medicine. I'm like, I'm feeling great. Yeah, you're feeling great because you're on your medicine, mm-hmm. but. What happens is they stop taking it, and one of the signs, one of the things is then they can't sleep. They like, uh, they hyper. They're like, I can do anything. They have a delusions of grandeur. Well, when what? Guess what happens when you don't sleep? It's not really a diagnosis. It's a symptom. People become. You probably all your listeners are probably familiar with this word psychotic. Psychotic is when people are out of touch with reality. Mm. And that's where real issues, that's when people have to be hospitalized. Hear voices, see things. Sleep is absolutely essential. And so what happens, they don't sleep, then all the other things occur. So when people start noticing the small things, I'm not sleeping, you need help. You need something for sleep. It's that simple. So you don't have these snowball effects to happen. Wow. I think that's something yeah, that's, that's I'm sorry, go ahead, Ella. No, I was just going to say that's highly informative. And then sometimes it's like you always do this. You play devil's advocate. Then there's the other side where individuals see things that are indeed FDA approved. However, in their disclaimers, may cause rectal, rectal dysfunction, may cause partial blind, may cause, may mm-hmm. cause, may cause. That alone enough is to scare someone from taking the same prescriptions that's that's going to help them and not. I mean, I'm not a proponent of excuses. I always try my best to overcome every excuse that is conjured up in my head. At the same time, you know, and some people getting get inside of their head, I can see why they say the things that they do because, again, it comes down to that bottom line fear factor. Absolutely. And so one of the things, I appreciate you saying that because many of these symptoms are real. And some of the, any, we have, Legally, through research, they have to report all of these. But many of the symptoms only affect a small number. And the idea is the benefit should outweigh the risk. For example, dry mouth, very, very common symptom with almost any of these psychiatric drugs. So we have some things. You drink water. We tell you not to. Don't don't suck on hard candy because then you're going to get another negative. Your teeth are going to rot. You're going to get cavities. Um, but it, it's And you know what? Not not every single one of these medications affects people the same. For example, some some of the SSRIs, the serot- uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors or the um, serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, it can cause sexual dysfunction, but it doesn't happen to everybody. If it happens to you, tell your doctor. You have to keep a journal. Try something different. You have to be your own advocate at some level. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, if you're some of the sexual things that occur, sometimes it's, it affects your libido. Other times, it's the idea you can't finish. 
So you also need to be able to, to be honest and keep it real and share it with your partner. If you can't finish, you want to go to your doctor or you want to take your partner. It's not about you. You have to really, this is serious, and you have to be able to, to be open, and, and you need a support system. You really, and that's part of your partner, your family members, they have to be involved. And speaking of support, one of the things I want to make sure that your listeners are aware of is some resources. For example, NAMI. NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. That is the number one uh, resource. They can go out on the website and look, look at NAMI. Again, National Alliance on Mental Illness. It provides all kinds of information related to treatment, support programs, and then you can look and find one in your area. That's good. N O N O M I or N A M I. No, N A. It's N A. National Alliance on Mental Illness. N A M I. On mental illness. Good. Mm-hmm. Nami. Okay, I put. We got to put that information out there too. If we can get that on the Twitter, that would be great. Um, yeah. What What are some things? And, and, and I know we got seven minutes here, but what are, What are some major signs that people should look for? Uh, when they maybe think, speaking on children, first of all, I just want to want to put this out there. When it comes to children, mm-hmm. because I I personally think that we should get ahead of this thing. Like you know, for a lot of people, their illnesses are carry over until they grow up and get grown, and and then illnesses become habits. It seems like so. What are some things that we can do early on to maybe help our children to get it at least evaluated, if not medicated? Well, sure. So, for example, let's look at the signs and symptoms first for kids. I mean, it really very similar to adults. They just show up a little slightly differently. So if kids are having trouble in school, whether it's getting fights, uh, being disrupted, whether it's getting bad grades, um, isolating, wanting to just be in their room, um, whether it's being disrespectful, um, you can – you can have your child, just like an adult, I would take them to a pediatric um, psychiatrist. Many of your major hospitals, I mean, have them, you know, can give you referrals and, and become and get evaluated for um, ADHD, mm-hmm. um, attention deficit. But, of course, depression absolutely can show up in, in children as well. And one of the things, though, truly – Unfortunately, dysfunctional families can spur many of the things like shame and guilt that cause people, children, to react negatively. So we have a role as adults, mentors, and parents. You know, the way we talk to kids. You know, when you think about um, behaviors, never shaming a child. It's about, okay, I'm disappointed in this behavior, but I'm not disappointed in you. I like that. I think that that that's very important too. I I like that comment right there. And you know, on that note, I I don't know if Ella, did you, did you have something else, sir? You know what? I'm going to have to say that for another program. I was going to go in more in depth with something, but Valerie, I I greatly appreciate you. You're you are to be commended, and thank you very much for even working with the armed forces and ensuring that our troops are taken care of as well as the individuals in the communities in which you work. We're just excited to know that individuals like you are fighting the good fight. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be on the air and, and share my passion and enthusiasm about stamping out the stigma with mental illness. And yeah. my other passion is, again, helping to change change the world by implementing. I really want to see these skills, coping skills, implemented in children and in school so that we can, again, put me out of a job. It's okay. I'll find something different. I like to get rid of <laughs> these issues. <laughs> You know what? I, I I commend you for what you do too, because I I know it's not easy, and and you know anytime you're dealing with people, uh, in the public, especially in the field of helping people, it's an emotional thing too that you can get attached to people, man, and there's so many different issues that arise from that. When you see people going through things, we have the tendency to reach out when we have a certain kind of heart that's caring, and just doing your job at all is a caring job. So, you know, my heart goes out to you, man, and and I commend you for doing it. Well. Thank you so much. That that is actually a whole subject on itself. The the ability to cope and it's it, just not healthcare professionals by being able to detach. Like if you watch a movie, don't get caught up in the drama. Let other people have their drama. Yeah, I like that. Well, look, round of applause to you, and you're always welcome to uh to come back on this show at at any time. You're definitely welcome to come back and and you know show some love and. Share your passion with us all and all the listeners out there. So we hope to have you back on one day. And on your deployment, if we can help you, you know, I, I said it in the email, uh, you know, text, call, whatever you need to do. If we can help, we'll definitely do our part. I will. Thank you so much, and you have a great evening. You got it. That's Valerie Vestal, folks, coming through, dropping some love, dropping some knowledge on us. For me, this is Pudgy Miller. We are out of here, folks. The time is up. It's been another beautiful show with my man, Ella Thomas. And, uh, you know, next week, Ella, are you are you by yourself next week? I'm not sure. I haven't even looked you know at what? the schedule I, again. I, I'm not sure if I am. I will make sure that I do you and the listeners justice. But I just want to say this before we go. Yes, sir. So each and every listener out there, remember, you are you are too incredible of an individual to not overcome any particular situation that you're facing. You have the innate power and the seat of excellence and there's no stopping you. Until next week, until you have myself as well as possibly Pudgy Miller, we're going to continue to do it big like he always says. Yeah. Um, KRP Radio, that's how we do it. B-I-G. Listen, we out of here, folks. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Appreciate your love. Shout out to you, Ella. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. I got to hit the road. I'm trying to get home, folks. Uh, we're going to end this show with Whitney Houston's National Anthem. I, I know that's something that everybody likes, and I'm some- sure that's something that we will enjoy. So this is Whitney Houston. Y'all got two minutes of Whitney. I know she's gone. Rest in peace, Whitney. Rest in peace to all the troops out there. I'm out of here. One love. Catch y'all next week.
K-I-R-P Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up and 